Welcome. As always, your favorite podcast, the No Hangover Podcast. Your favorite host, Jordan, checking in. It's your boy, Eric. What's up? Yes, sir. You know where to find us. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are making our way back onto YouTube. Google Play is still a thing. Yes, sir. Um, if you guys are into our playlist, you can find those on Spotify. Um, it was It's on our actual profile, No Hangover Podcast profile. Yeah. profile. If you don't have Spotify, you can check out Eric's personal um, Apple Music page, right? And yeah. the playlist would be on there as well. At Eric underscore 34. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um... If you want to get with us, uh, get in contact with us, we are on Instagram at No Hangover Podcast. Shoot us a message, comments, uh, like the pictures, suggestions, everything. We always tell you guys, tune in with us um, and let us know what you think. For sure, for sure. Yeah, unfortunately, we have to uh, start this podcast on a sad note with the passing of um, NBA world phenomenon legend Kobe Bryant. And the passing of him and his daughter from uh, a tragic seven other people too. seven other people i'm sorry uh a tragic um helicopter accident honestly that's just crazy like the yes. fact that it's that like it was a helicopter crash out of all things it's like right. what the fuck like, yeah it's some movie shit honestly, honestly some shit you see in the movie it was crazy because steven facetimed me and he said bro kobe bryant died and i like out of just sheer, like, not believing it, I laughed. I'm like, bro, you're full of shit. Like, get the right. fuck out of here. Most people's reaction was that. And it's fucking, I'm mean, even lost for words now. It's like, it's just hard to. It, it still doesn't almost seem real. Kind of, to an extent. Like, I feel like for me, and maybe more so for you, because you, you were definitely a, a bigger Kobe Bryant fan than I was. And not that I had anything against him. I mean, just, like, as far as a player, like, I just, uh, gravitated towards other players as far as just what I like and shit but you know just the type of impact that he had and you know the type of impact that he had on our generation like you like it definitely that day on Sunday it just like it just seems sad like it was just a sad like aura around everything it really was it changed the whole day I mean well, you're, you're the one that told me. I don't know if you could tell when I came in your room. Like, I was smiling, laughing, yeah. music was playing. You showed me that, and my demeanor just changed Flip. quick. I just came, sat at the table, man, and just started thinking about shit. Like, I didn't even really want to listen to music or anything. Like, it just was... It's crazy. It was just gloomy. And then uh, I had another friend call me and was in disbelief as well. And it just... It's just sad, man. Like, you know, it puts things into perspective for you. You for know, sure. anything can happen to anybody at any time, any given moment. Honestly, I mean, anything, that's probably the biggest takeaway I take from it. Right. And kind of back to when I found out is like, I kind of, when I first, like, I thought it was a joke. And then I looked it up and I saw TMZ was the first to report it. And mm. like, I, like they're TMZ, they're pretty credible, but they've had their moments where they've kind of fucked up on, you know, big time reports. So the first time one that comes to mind is uh, the Lil Wayne shit. Right. And so I'm like, oh, well, you know, maybe it's, they misreported something or something like that. And I literally refreshed my, my browser like 30 seconds later All and over. then four fucking different news feeds. Came. I'm just like, damn, like yeah. this, that's real. Like, and then the more started coming in, the more they started confirming, yeah, it's Kobe. And what really got me, though, which, you know, terrible that, you know, the the tragedy that happened, but what really got me and what would have made it just that much more worse is they were saying they were reporting that all four of his daughters at first were on the helicopter with him. Right. And that shit fucking, like, ooh, like, it just punches you in the fucking gut. Like, Honestly. you just get, like, this deep, like, pit feeling in your fucking stomach, like, no fucking way. Because he has what... One of them's like only seven months old, and one of them's mm-hmm. like a newborn, some shit like this. Like, right. geez, like it, it really for me, what's more sad is the fact that there was you know kids on that helicopter. Like right. they, you know, barely even got to know what life is, and it's just taken away from you like that. Right. And like you said, it really does put shit in perspective. Like that shit really, like man, it gets me choked up. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, ugh, that's ugh. sad. I mean, and we were just getting to see the greatest Kobe, like what he did uh, in the sports field was amazing and great, but what he was doing as a father and as a businessman was beautiful. Like we were greater than what he ever could have done in the NBA. He was creating a legacy that was going to be hard to match. And, you know, it's unfortunately, it's unfortunate that he went out at the time that he went out and, you know, his daughter who was trying to pursue that basketball dream and 
I believe it was two other girls that were on the the was basketball team. I think it was two. I'll check. I thought it was only one other one. Oh, you're right. No, you're right. It was two. Yeah. So, yeah, man, just a just a sad, sad, sad tragedy. And it was just, you know, how everything lined up to LeBron passing him and, and scoring the night yeah. before and then Kobe passing the very next day, next morning. Like, it's just insane. Not even 24 hours removed from that happening. Oh, no, it was only two little girls. Uh, the pilot uh, coach, one of the coaches for the baseball team of Orange County, uh-huh. the wife, and then another female. I don't know who it is. She, might, I think she was one of the coaches of the basketball team. Wow. And then I said the pilot already, yeah. So, But still, I mean, that doesn't – it doesn't, you know, change the fucking the pain that you feel honestly. for those people. But I mean, that's a Kobe's been taking helicopters everywhere he goes for twenty plus years. So like, it's just it was just unfortunate f- that it happened the way it happened. You know, with some weather conditions that ended up making them crash or whatever the case may be. But it's just sad, man. It's just it's it's hard to talk about, like you said. Uh, but the one thing I will I will say though is. For for me, I mean, looking at Kobe Bryant from the time that we started seeing him coming into the league to, you know, to his, you know, tragic passing, like his growth as a person from like his first part of his career when he was wearing number eight, he was more of the selfish player. He got in some trouble with the law. There was a lot of like, there was right. a lot of like shit around Kobe Bryant that kind of was like, oh, well, you know, he's a great talent, but you know, there's a lot of kind of like he doesn't. He's not a good teammate. You know, the 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 shit that happened in Colorado, this, that, whatever. A lot of noise around him. Exactly, pretty much pushing Shaq out of L.A. Why there was at one point where he was trying to get traded away from the Lakers. He was. He wanted to sign with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I just seen that. Today. And there was so there was a lot of shit. And then but that change. It's kind of like he changed from eight to twenty four, and it, he's just like you know, I'm just he just started taking like I don't know a different approach to basketball to life it seemed like he started like the first two years after Shaq it seemed like he was out to prove something but once after you know he proved that and realized they weren't winning he's like I got to change my ways I got to be more of a team player if I want to get to where I want to get to and seeing him get to you know 06 07 when they were he was you know scoring 81 points and putting up all the numbers in the world wasn't getting anywhere to you know 08 09 10 where he gets pow and they start getting the three in a row they mm-hmm. won two got three champion or went to three championships got two right. of them right. and seeing that transition and then seeing how at that point you know once once they start winning the rings at, at in 2010 tw- or what 08 and 2010 right they lost in 08 they won in 09 and won in 10 yeah, right they went back to back that you just I don't know you see him being more of the mentor to the younger the younger generation of basketball players coming right. up and being more like we saw him you know before his passing like you know mentoring coaching you know being that uh, that figure in people's lives to motivate and the whole mama mentality thing a lot of people say it it is not just a basketball thing it's a life thing mm-hmm. like it is a life thing you could take that and apply it to anything in your life right. like if you want something bad enough you got to fucking work your ass off for it and fuck what people say if you know fuck you know whatever anybody's gonna say to you if you want something stick to your guns and fucking right. have a relentless fucking drive about what you want right, right and that's something you can fucking take with anything anything apply to anything in your life and i mean for me like I, i've been i've been on record of you know kind of criticizing him as a player and shit like that but that's one thing you cannot criticize about him his competitiveness and his willing to do whatever it took to get what he wanted was Second to none. Yeah, for Second sure. to none. I agree with you on everything you just said, but uh, to circle back to what you said about when he was number eight, we got to realize too. I mean, he he was he was growing up in front of our mm-hmm. eyes. He came into the league 17, 18 years old, yeah. so he was he was maturing. He was the first guard to come out of high school, straight out of high school. The first guard. Everybody wow. else was big men, power forwards and centers. He was wow. the first guard to come out of high school. I didn't know that. Yeah, so he was growing up in the leagues. He was making his mistakes. He was. I mean, he was how old with with two, three rings? Yeah. Anybody's head is gonna get big. It's gonna, there's a lot that comes with that. You mm-hmm. know, I'm sure he felt like he was untouchable and the greatest thing in the world. So, well, also his, I feel like it because at that time too, Shaq was such a big personality that I feel like he took a lot of the limelight, and I feel like maybe Kobe might have felt like a little slighted. Because I mean, as much as we want, and even that I argue that that was Shaq's team. It was a one A one B on any given night, like right, whose right. team it was, right? So, I mean, you know, if you're – because he was – they were both averaging 28 points, you know, 
for me, I think that Shaq took up a lot more focus just because of, he was just so dominant. Like you don't, right. we don't see that. Like you don't see it. Oh yeah, Shaq was a personality too. Exactly. So yeah. that takes away. He he, you know, wanted that attention. He took a lot of that attention, and I feel like maybe Kobe might have felt a little slighted that he wasn't getting the 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 praise that he thought he he should get. I agree with that, and it, it was it was you could see it. It was evident. You know what I'm saying? He kind of wanted he wanted to be that guy. He wanted to have that type of attention. And, mm-hmm. That ended up causing a rift between them two and them going their separate ways, but ended up being a blessing as well because Kobe got two rings and Shaq got another one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And we we got to see what Kobe was like without Shaq and Shaq without Kobe. If you know they stayed together forever, we would have never known. You yeah. know what I'm saying. So I'm glad we got to see that part. Yeah, yeah, that is it. It is his whole. I mean, like his whole career. It's just you know, it's very. It's very telling on how like you can like change yourself as a person. Right. It's really like you don't have to stick to one thing, and like you, you're not stuck in one thing. Like 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 I said before, the whole mama mentality thing. Like, if you want something, go get that shit. Right. For sure. And he's the epitome of that shit. Yeah. Like you said, you can apply that to anything. And even anything to his last want. game, he dropped fucking sixty. Um, amazing. One of the most amazing performances I've seen live. That, like who, like who the fuck does that? Yeah, he was he just so excited to on his last game. He's old, and the 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 I've I've seen interviews on him like preparing for that game, and then what he had to do to like for his body to recover after that game. Uh-huh. Like that's what you want from any athlete. Just leave it all oh, out there on the fucking court, on the field, where you know whatever your 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 playing field is. Like you want them to leave it all out there. And he, yeah, he was. But the how else to, how how else do you do that besides dropping sixty in your last game? He was the definition of that. And Shaq challenged him to, to score 50. He said, I want up. And he was like, more. when Shaq asked him, he was real like modest about like, oh, I don't know if I can do all that now. Came out there, dropped 60 on his ass. Like, uh, yeah. crazy, bro. No, crazy. When he fucking, when he tore his Achilles and still took the two free throws. Like, and walked off the court on his own power. On his own that's power. That's a different type of, that's a different And I heard type. somebody say that the, the, the recovery process started right there when he did that. When he got up and walked out on his own power, it was like a mental thing. Like, mm-hmm. he already started that recovery. You can already tell that that wasn't going to hold him back. He was yeah. already fighting through it. And I've, I've never personally been injured like that, but I feel like a lot of injuries are more mental than physical. Like, the physical part, obviously, it's going to be there because you have to get the surgery and shit like that. But a lot of it is getting your mental and, right. like, right. not being scared. It's like, oh, well, this, you know, this is the same move I did when I, you know, tore my ACL exactly. and ruptured my Achilles. Like, you kind of are more hesitant. And that was kind of the problem with Derrick Rose. Yeah, that he, he started he, to favor. Yeah, he he had a lot of mental blocks. He did have a lot of mental blocks, but he ended up hurting his other leg because it mm-hmm. seemed like he was so he was favoring one side. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And the mental blocks was the biggest thing for him. He couldn't get past those mental blocks. It wasn't up until I want to say what two three years ago where we really seen him. Bro, probably, when was he? When were they in Cle- When was he in Cleveland? Two years ago. Yeah. So after that, so probably like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Till he when really he was in Minnesota, com- coming back into his own as a player after that fifty point game he had in, yeah. in Minnesota, his confidence went way up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He'll never be the Derrick Rose he was in 2010, 2011. Yeah, his body just isn't. But now he's of some value. Some teams yeah, are trying to trade yeah, for him. I was him. just about to say that. The Lakers are looking to trade for him. Exactly. So. so he's coming to his own again as a player, and it was just a mental thing. That would be. Wouldn't that be a beautiful thing, though? Like, a player like Derrick Rose and, you know, with everything that's happened with the Kobe Bryant shit, that he ends up getting traded to the Lakers and kind of, like, helps them drive. Because they need a backup point guard. They need somebody that went – LeBron James is off the court that can help drive that offense because that's don't like, you don't like Quinn Cook or Rajon Rondo. No, <laughs> Rajon Rondo kind of, but I mean more as a uh, floor general floor than general. someone that's driving the offense. But Quinn Cook is not a scorer. He's like that. just had the luck of the draw playing with the Warriors, and now he's playing with the Lakers with LeBron and AD. But it like the fact that. Derrick Rose, you know, he came, he overcame all those mental blocks and shit like that. And then to, you know, come full circle, play with the Lakers. And I think the Lakers are going to win a championship regardless okay. if they get Derrick Rose or not. But then, you know, if they do it and that comes full circle, ends up winning a ring. Like, it's crazy. Life works in fucking mysterious ways, but it's a beautiful thing sometimes. No, I would love to see Derrick Rose be a part of that equation for sure. It would be, be like crazy. a Cinderella story all the way around. Honestly. With the Kobe shit, with what he went through and LeBron, um, Starting his new journey in L.A. and people kind of being not against him, but questioning if he can do it again. Well, shit, even I mean, Kobe fans were 
defacing LeBron's mural and stuff like right, that. Right, so it's were. like there was people in LA that were like, ah, oh, like fuck Upset you, about exactly. That, yeah. So it's, it's like, such a big, big, such a big, powerful, legendary presence with a, a player with a, with, a, with a huge presence that's coming after Kobe. His so fan sh- base is ridiculous. So like, I'm, sure, it really, I'm sure Kobe's fan base was like a little worried about him overshadowing what Kobe did. It's which you cr- could never yeah, do. It is crazy to me. I didn't really realize how big his fan base was until LeBron James came to LA and people were like fucking How big Kobe's fan base yeah. was? Oh my God. Kobe is it's only I mean, he's one of the three. Mike, LeBron, and Kobe. I don't think anybody gets bigger than those three guys. In the NBA? Not Magic Johnson. Magic was big, but he's not he's not revered like those three guys are now. Well, for in the, Magic's time, yes. But well, now I don't think he's he, I mean, if you're a basketball head, then yes. But to the masses, like a uh, 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 international thing, a global thing, they look at those three guys. Yeah, for sure. But you also got to take into account that the NBA has, in the past, what ten years, has become more of an international game as opposed to when Magic. Because if, if Kobe Magic Bryant helped help drive that for sure but if magic was playing in today's league he has a personality he's kind of like that Shaq personality that he wants the attention he wanted to be in the limelight he wanted you know he was he was he embodied la right but even Shaq is not those three guys as, as big as Shaq is and as big as his personality is he's not he's not michael kobe and lebron yeah I get what you're saying. I feel like they're like they're a tier up yeah. from, from the rest of those guys. As far as like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Just how they're revered yeah. and how they're celebrated, the endorsements, the TV time they get. You know, it, it's just different. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's. Uh, if you think about the three guys with the most successful shoot shoe deals, it's those three guys. Yeah, Shaq's shoes were fucking trash. Shaq was strategic though. He he made it affordable. You know, he, he put I did. It in I'm not gonna, I had a pair of Shaqs. Right. He made yeah, <laughs> he made it affordable. He, good old four. He's talked about it. He made it more. <laughs> That's what Stephon Marbury did. He made his yeah. shoes like 15 bucks. Yeah. 13 yeah. something. He made them more attainable. Yeah. But. Right. But right. that that takes away the allure of it does you know, have having. I mean, because that's essentially what a basketball shoes are. I feel like the price definitely, you know, it gives that fucking oh, you got fucking Jordan, probably Jordan ones, maybe sevens. I need to look. I I can't think of it off the top of my head. But um, yeah, the price shoes it definitely makes it more like cool and more like oh fuck like you got those so i mean like i get like the the concept of you know making the affordable shoes i definitely can get behind it and i get it but right. it it takes it's that's a part of basketball part of basketball is the glamour of it and the mm-hmm. fucking the finesse and the fucking superstardom and shit like that so it kind of right. takes away and when kobe first started his shoes weren't all that mm-hmm. like he had his first deal was with converse adidas was his first shoe deal and I don't think anybody was really fucking with the shoes when he had to deal with Adidas. Mm-mm. But when he got with Nike, no, you put that swoosh on it. They it's, put that swoosh on it, and you know it became it became different. That's another, and he uh, he kind of separated himself. That's just an, like LeBron. Did, that's another just like thing Michael with Kobe. Did. Fucking the first first part of his career with the Adidas, true, it true, wasn't true. working. Nike, and he just he, yeah, like yeah, his he evolution did. is crazy to me. It really is, yeah, yeah. It's different than those two guys because I mean Kobe had the hype, but he had to work. He to had be to be what he with. became. Yeah, well, he LeBron, didn't even start his first three years in the league. He He's did. coming off the bench. He did. LeBron came into the league. LeBron. Mike was. And I was listening to Colin Mike. Cowherd on Monday. He made a very good point that it kind of seemed like the NBA kind of forced, like most of our icons in the NBA and really anywhere, like they're they're put in that icon role when they're ready and when it's their time. Kobe Bryant was kind of forced because he made the all-star team, uh, I think his second year, third mm-hmm. year in the league, and he wasn't starting. I know. But you know, the he made a point where he was the closest thing to Mike coming out of the league, and he you know, he had the talent. He was coming out of straight out of high school, the first guard to do that. So right. he had the talent, but it was it really wasn't quite his time yet. Right. And they could, the league was kind of like – and the, he said it's kind of conspiracy, but they kind of pushed him into that role to like hear like – you're going to be the new face of the league now. Like, we're going to put you in the all-star game, even right, though you're right, not. Right. Like, we're doing it. So, it's like right. things like that. And he, I mean, he well, He molded it. into that quick. Mm-hmm. He answered. He, yeah. answered. He, answered the, he answered the call, you yeah. know, and tremendously. Five rings later, an MVP, scoring championships, 81 points. Like, you'd fucking name it. Right. By he was, time- well, I think, what, he has nine all-defense, all all-team, NBA defensive teams? I More think that, that. I think it's 12. Is it 12? I'm pretty sure. I'll look it up, but I think it's the most amongst like. Uh, yeah, he's one of the greatest two-way players of all time. 
Oh, for sure. He played hella defense. Kobe was locked down. Locked down, locked down, and he's one of the greatest uh, game-winning shooters ever. Kobe is clutch. And that goes to it. Defense is more of a mentality thing. Yeah, you definitely it, you can have a less talented player, but if you're gritty and don't mind getting up and getting down and dirty, you can be a great defensive player and not really be all that skilled. Pat Beverly, fucking uh, Tony Allen, uh, what's his name? Bruce Bowen. Bruce Bowen. I mean, you, and, you, and we can keep on going, but right. like it's it's a mentality thing, and that's again that's what he embodied. That's what he was trying to push. That is, you know, it's but he had both. <laughs> he did. Yeah, no, he had. Yeah, he, he had the mentality. <laughs> And the skill. Yeah, yeah. He, he had both. He was different. <laughs> I mean, he was skillful, but what separated him was obviously his work ethic. Yeah. He was. He had the skills, but he he perfected it. Everything he could perfect, he perfected. Yeah, and he was fucking, on the offensive side, he was fluid as can be. Yeah. he w- And you can even argue he was more fluid than Michael Jordan as far as, like, just to, in his motions and the way that he moved with the ball and stuff, and not to take but, any, anything away from Michael Jordan, but you know, you just can't. Some some of that thing just it just comes naturally. It's things you can't teach, and just his natural body movement when he's moving with the ball and driving to the rim, and even his dunks, like even his big ferocious dunks, it has some type of like artistic value to it. Right. Well, Kobe, I mean, his shit was down to a science. Like it was all footwork. Like he knew how many steps he would have to take to get to a certain spot before he would raise up. Like, Mm -hmm. it was just, it was down to science. He didn't even have to think about shooting the ball. It was just a process for him that he perfected to a T. So he didn't have to, it didn't matter how many hands were in his face or who was guarding him. He was going to get to that spot and shoot his shot that he's shot 10,000 times. And eight out of 10 times is going to go in because he just had that shit perfected for sure. But, I mean, yeah, even his dunks, I mean, them shits was like you said, artistic. Do you he have a favorite? Out there. What's your favorite Kobe moment? Do you have one? Can you name one? Uh, one of my favorites is when he baptizes Dwight Howard. Yeah, he laid his nuts right Ooh. on his forehead. <laughs> Shoot, that was that Dwight was Dwight Howard's Howard rookie. Like <laughs> that was Dwight Howard's rookie year, right? Yeah, I think pretty sure. Jesus Christ, that was. I was about to say probably my favorite dunks is the one against Brooklyn where he dunked on like three oh, yeah. people. Because he went up, like, honestly, I saw it. I didn't think, because I remember watching it, like, live on TV. And I didn't think he was going to dunk, and he just kept on going. I'm like, oh, shit, and he fucking bowed with power at the end. So I'm saying. He went up with such finesse, but he finished that thing with an exclamation I, point. Another one, I, I don't know if, I believe it was against the Kings, but when he, it's a fast break, and he's dribbling down, he puts the ball behind his mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. 180, and dunks it on the guy. Yeah. Cold. Yeah, I mean, he Cold. Is, he, another one, fast break against, uh, He's on the obviously he's on the Lakers against the Clippers. Chris Ball turned the ball over, and he takes it all the way down and dunks on Chris Paul. You remember that one? Mm-mm. That's a great dunk too. I don't remember that one, but I mean, shit, the list goes on. Yeah, and there's on, so man. many, so many. The thing that and another like it's just how yeah, many hang time like, too. He that, but how many players that shit like it affected like. It just for me at least, like it really like his death really did show what his range was and what his and you you kind of you already knew that because you see him like working with Kawhi, working with all these Jason Tatum, Kyrie Irving's in the mm-hmm. offseason and shit like that. Right. But you don't really realize it until and it's sad that you don't realize things until it's, you know it's gone and shit like that. But you don't realize how much his reach was and like not just in the NBA but like globally. I kind of I kind of I kind of. Feel like I knew his reach. I feel like that was that was pretty evident. I mean, it's it's well, it's overwhelming right now. I understand that it's overwhelming. You see it like no other right now. But he he was he spoke five different languages, so he was he was revered by all types of people, all types of countries. Like that was that was evident when he was in mm-hmm. the league. You know what I'm saying? And a big reason why basketball grew so fast internationally was because of Kobe Bryant, especially mm-hmm. in China. Especially in China, they. I think he was like one of the God. first people to like, pro or like not protest, but like kind of like, hey, let's go over to China yeah. and start making business deals because like there's a big market over there. Yeah, I mean he's Kobe Bryant is is essential for a lot of things that happen in the NBA. His impact is one of the greatest impacts that we've ever seen and that we will ever see. How do you feel about them wanting to change the logo, or uh, people petitioning for for the logo to be changed to think Kobe Bryant? Think they should pump the brakes on it. Silhouette. You think it's just like an emotional thing right yeah, now? Yeah, I do. I mean, and the way I see it and just like how I process it in my head, it's like we weren't going to do this if he hadn't passed so suddenly. Like nobody was thinking about changing the logo or anything like that. Like, right. 
nobody was it just wasn't really a thought and like i get it you want to honor him but like you know you gotta it's it's better sometimes to like you know mourn grieve do what you and kind of let things settle out and play out and just you know let things take its course and don't be so quick to rush things when you're in such an emotional you know state and like so like ramped up on emotions and shit like that i agree i agree one thing i would love to see which is probably not going to happen but i would love to see lebron wear number 24 and and Anthony Davis wear number eight and bring a ring to LA again in yeah, those two jer- in two, in that those two be... jerseys and just shrine them things, man. That would be amazing to see. I doubt that would yeah, happen. I don't think I don't think they're gonna retire they would... those jerseys. No, you don't think they were gonna retire those two numbers? They're already uh, no. I said I don't think they're gonna unretire them. Right, because they already right, right, retired right. both numbers. I don't right. think they're gonna unretire it for that. I feel That's like that true. would be. I feel and this is just from. I don't think LeBron would want that. I feel like he's. I think, and he finally uh, posted on Instagram. He said he's gonna put the whole team on his back, and like we thought he was already motivated. Like he's, I feel like he's going to take it to a level we have not seen before. Right, I agree. I agree, and that's incredible because like what I envision does that every year. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, for sure. What I envision is the look he had in his eyes against the Celtics in what twenty thirteen. Was it twenty twelve or twenty thirteen? Right. Yeah, right. that. But that I know he looked like he was a man possessed, like on a mission. Like that shit was something different. Right. Yeah. It's gonna be incredible to see, man. It's definitely it ups thi- the ante. I wish it didn't. Yeah. Obviously. But, but one thing I think that that I do agree with that I saw flowing around there that I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to the NBA just retiring eight and twenty four altogether. I wouldn't be opposed to that either. And a lot of teams are already doing it themselves. Yeah. A lot of players are already taking the initiative to say, I don't want to wear this. Who was the uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie? He changed it. But a lot of players also on the first night that they were playing, they wore you know, oh, Joel Embiid, he mm-hmm. wore 24. There's a couple other players I can't think of off the top of my head that wore number Trae eight, Young. number 20. Trey Young, he was one. Yeah. Right. So a lot of players did that, but I would not be opposed to them just retiring that number altogether. Yeah. Quinn Both Cook, numbers. Quinn Cook changed his number to 28. To honor Gigi and LeBron, I mean LeBron. I apologize, Kobe. So yeah, I mean it's 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 an extreme outpouring that we're seeing for Kobe Bryant, and we would expect nothing else. Well, it's that, one of the greatest but that ever shit, do it. like when that shit was like was coming out, and the more we learned about it, and once we started figuring out who was on that plane, like the thing that really got me, and this almost brought me to tears. It's like, bro, because they were at from from everything that I've seen, Kobe and his daughter Gigi had a very very close relationship, and like just like. And, oh, man, I can't, it, like, chokes me up thinking about it. But, like, thinking, like, in their final moments, like, the way they went. That's I was what's thinking, so that sad about it. Could you imagine? And something, mm-hmm. I mean, there's reports coming out. I don't know if they're true that when they found him, he was. He was That's like, sad, bro. He was that's holding her. Sad, you know what I'm saying? And just those those final moments, man, that's the, that's the hardest thing to digest. You know, being a father, you, you play the position of always being able to protect your loved ones, yeah, especially that's your kids. such a helpless moment, man. And he's helpless in that moment. There's nothing he and can do to consul- man. just hold her and, you know, prepare for what, what, what was going to happen. That shit is. You know, and it's, it's, it's so sad because we, we, we were getting to see, like, the bond firsthand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Them courtside at games, him breaking down the game to her, him coaching her, him creating a whole – uh, academy, not for her, obviously, but I'm sure that that had a lot. Had, of, it inspired it. I'm it inspired sure. him to do that. You know what I'm saying? And now the changes that he was he was helping with the NBA, uh, WNBA make mm-hmm. and all that. It's just it's a tragedy, man. man. I mean, like I said, if anything you could take away from this, just you know, cherish every moment. Right. Say I love you to anybody that you love, and fucking right, man, because that shit, right. For as much for as much as like you know like none of us have any type of personal connection. It's like it's crazy that it happened at like like you said in the beginning, like it can happen to anybody at any time, anywhere, right. like it doesn't matter. Like it's right. cr- life is such a fragile thing. And man, it made me really think about life. I think I said this to you earlier, but like a person like Kobe Bryant who's for the most part seems like he's done everything right. He was a good person, he treated people well, he was a hard worker, he built a legacy. He did everything, quote unquote, the right way. And For he, him to go out like that, so tragically, so suddenly, like, what is, what does any of this even really mean? Like life, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just for you to lose it like that. That's so sad, man. But I get what you're saying, but it, you can't, it's, you can't look at shit like that. You can't look at shit like that. You can't look at what's the point because then what is the point of anything? Like, what are we doing? Like, why, why do you I'm get I'm saying, up? though, is any of this shit really real? Like, does does any of this really matter? 
and we don't know that answer. I mean, if you think, I mean, and I don't want to get too too off topic or too philosophical, but if you really think about it, nothing really matters. What matters, anything that matters, is what you put value to. What you put value to, what matters, because this lighter right here could mean nothing to me, but for some reason, it has some type of sentimental value to you, right. for whatever reason. But mm-hmm. for me, I just it's just a fucking lighter. Like I don't give a fuck. Right. What matters to you is what you put value on, and that like, and that's what you know. Again, I don't want to get too off topic, but that's what causes like a lot of rifts between people and a lot of problems because, like I said, what might matter to you might not matter to me and you know vice versa and that's when conflict starts and if we can't if people can't come to some type of middle ground which you know i I could go off and you know about that shit but i don't that's that's for a different day but again like you know just if if you're mad at anybody anybody that you love if you have some type of anything anything little small you know if you have love for the person you're not talking to them even if you do have love for the person and you guys see each other every day let them know you don't know. You could walk out the door, and God knows what you know. Nobody knows what the fuck is gonna happen that day. It's not like it's not like anybody woke up thinking, yeah, this man's gonna get in his helicopter that he's probably taken a thousand times before, and everything's been fine. Today just happened to be the day that some shit went wrong, and boom, that's it. No more. Right. You're done. Right. So just you know, live life the best way that you know how to. Be good to people. Fucking. Don't be a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, just right. fucking do right by people. And people are going to make mistakes. And like I said before in the beginning, Kobe Bryant's a great example of that. The beginning part of his career, he made tons of mistakes. But the beautiful thing about life is, is that you're able to correct those mistakes and right your wrongs. And, you know, if you feel like you're not living a certain type of way that you should be, you're, you have time for the... For for what we know we have time to fix things and if people see that you're actually trying to do something and trying to better yourself you know at least me i'll forgive right. I, I i don't like holding grudges and shit like that but if i feel like you're trying to you know better yourself and better your life who the fuck am i to judge you and who the fuck am i to say anything right i'm not perfect i've made my own mistakes but right. man crazy stuff crazy yeah. stuff life is a beautiful thing it's a fragile thing cherish every moment Every moment of that shit. I agree. But I agree with you. Go ahead. You good? I'm good, man. On a lighter note, the Grammys happened. The Grammys did happen same day. They unfortunately. Did. God but damn um it. Yeah, they did happen. Um some people that we wanted to win won. So <laughs> we're not too disappointed in how the Grammys went. Uh, I feel like there were some great performances that we got to see. Some people that, that surprised me. Uh, one out name is Demi Lovato. I was just about to say that. Sang that her was, heart oh out. Oh my god, she really did. And, if and you she started crying to, in the yeah, beginning. What listen, did I say? She had to collect herself. I, like, I said what? Channel that shit. Hell yeah. Put that emotion in the music. I want to feel it. Man, boy, that shit she. was. That shit gave me goosebumps. Ooh, I'm not gonna lie. Boy, that shit was. And if yeah. you were listening to the words, like she was pretty just like outing everybody. He's like, listen, I was crying for help. Nobody was trying to help me. Right. It's like it was such. It was right. Powerful as from fuck. from the lyrics to the to the, to the power behind it to the range she's singing. I didn't know Baby Girl had pipes like that. Yeah, that was probably was, my. That was probably the best performance of the I night. I agree. Yeah, that was my favorite performance of the night. Tyler's running around. I was about to say Tyler's probably my favorite, but the best performance was probably right. was hers for sure. Right, right, right. I agree. Someone yeah. who surprised me too with Lizzo. I don't really like Lizzo. I find her extremely annoying, but <laughs> she definitely she can sing. I like Lizzo, big ass. <laughs> I can't. She's just. I don't know what it is about her, but I, she's just annoying a lot of people disagree with how out she is with stuff but at the same time i appreciate it for her i appreciate her for it because i understand the role model that she's becoming for girls of that size and girls Mm -hmm. of that nature you know what i'm saying so i i I respect it and appreciate it for that you know what i'm saying because there's not too many lizzo's if any you know what i'm saying so that's a beautiful thing to see because it's in this world, is people of all shapes, sizes, colors, and, and, everything. So I feel like everybody should have somebody to look up to. Yeah, and now I, I hope she tries to, you know, grow and get better and improve her health or whatever she has to do. I, and I was just about you know to say that. I, I was hope just she, about to she, say that. she brings that part to the to 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 the masses because the people who look up to her that are like that will also try and yeah. follow suit. And you know that's what, what I was trying to say. Like, I, I like the message that, you know, be comfortable in your own skin, this, right, that, whatever. Exactly. But, like, man, like, I don't know. I'm not her oh, doctor or anything. Oh, I don't, I'm extra. not her doctor or anything, but I'm sure that can't be healthy. And, like, well, it is. Know ex- that, but and exactly. I don't know. But, right. and it's just, 
it's fucking extra as fuck sometimes. Like yeah, it's overboard sometimes. Just like I get it, I get it. Like, but like Jesus she's, Christ, she's pump out the there with a little it. bit. She's out there with it, but I mean, it's it's because it's against the grain. It's not what we're used to seeing. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But she did have a good performance. She sang well. Um, who else performed? The Nipsey tribute was cool. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't mad at that. I was not a fan of the Prince tribute. I didn't. I I, don't, I liked it. I'm not I, gonna like. It wasn't. I personally didn't like Usher play, playing that for Prince. But role. the songs that he picked were songs that he was gonna be able to perform well. I'm not saying he fucking killed it and knocked it out, but it was not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Well, Usher is a performer, exactly. For so sure. he and he what they when doves cry. Uh, what was the other? Um, did he perform Kiss? Oh, uh, he, he did. He did. Oh, uh, Little Red Corvette. Yeah. So those were all songs that are all up his alley. That he can perform. Yeah, that he, don't he doesn't have to. He, do, he doesn't have to oversing it. He doesn't have to oversing it, and he can shine where he's where he shines as a performer, as a dancer. But Prince wasn't the biggest dancer either. But you have to think about the artist that they got to to for the tribute. I, and I get that uh, Prince wasn't the biggest performer like that. But if you get a guy like Usher, which I mean, he can sing. He has range like that, but. He's okay. I don't think he's the greatest singer. I don't think he's the greatest either, but he can. It's He's something that he can do. He's made a whole career out of it. He's probably one of the best R&B singers of all time. Right. So, I mean, for what it was, I liked it. Do I think it was the best? Do, think, do I think they probably could have gotten somebody better to perform a Prince tribute? For sure. They but for what it was, I liked Like, it wasn't bad. But we don't know who they offered and who turned down. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So Probably the worst performance of the night was fucking Aerosmith and Run DMC. Ooh, that was bad. Golly, that was hard to fucking watch. Man, they watch. looked old. That was the definition of Steve old. Steve Tyler looked like he didn't know what the fuck was going on. He was bringing girls on stage and shit. Yeah, he was, he it looked bad. Like, they looked like they did it. They were like, no, I don't want to go on. He kind of like And then they had some sound <laughs> issues because it was hard to hear Run DMC. Oh, uh, yeah, it was. Were, fucking Reverend on. Run. Yeah, it was hard to him i don't know if he was just like covering the mic with his hand though because that's what it looked like but it was just overall just bad like i get what they're trying to do like i i appreciate you know the tribute and they're trying to you know reunion and shit like that but like they needed to stop doing that a while ago yeah i agree i agree i I don't think that was a great performance like you said i understand what they were trying to do but i don't know if it was that well executed not at all because even what the bassist he looked like he was the 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 guy that was well he just looked like he was just walking around aimlessly kind of just (laughs) i don't know it was was bad it was really bad it was it was bad um any other notable performances or notable wins Billy Lil Nas Irish. X came, brought oh, out that Nas. That was a good performance. That was unexpected. I wasn't too. mad at that. He brought out Nas, and Nas had a, he's put a pretty good verse. He did. He came. He came through looking godly too. Yeah, yeah, all with white. the all white with the turtleneck. Yeah, I was like, oh, that shit, was shit look at you. Look that at shit you. Was clean. But yeah, I like how they fuse those together. I don't but know. that was like a whole like they had him, Billy Ray Cyrus. They had that K-pop people. Who was the Billy and, Ray came and closed that motherfucker out. Billy Ray Diplo makes too. that song. Diplo was it? Was Dip, in that Diplo? Yeah, yeah, and that K-pop group. Yeah, but um. Which those K-pop people, like God, they look like they're just made from a factory. They like do. it was kind of scary a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that but. Nas, when he brought Nas though, brought Nas. That was out, unexpected. Like, Esco Nas, it was unexpected. He killed the verse, but it was on that rodeo song, mm-hmm. and Cardi's on that song. I like Cardi's verse on that. Nas killed it too though, and it was it was cool to see. You know what they were trying to do, yeah. Lil Nas X. And the fact OG that, Nas. that that yeah, that Nas was like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do this shit and right, fucking right, 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 right. I respect that honestly. Yeah. It's a different time. I'm trying to think, what other performers? I don't think he, he would do that in the nineties. <laughs> Billie Eilish, she was good. She had a good performance. Like she, I mean, it was, it was quick, more, though. it was more of a vocal, but I mean, she fucking cleaned house though. So like, she did clean house as far as awards. Yeah, she what she got album 17. of the year, she won record four. of the year, song of the year. Best new artist, and that's just, geez, she that's just four off of the off the top. What else? Yeah, Lizzo won. DJ Khaled won his first Grammy, I believe. Did he? Yeah, with Nip. Hi. Oh John yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking good old Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack, and I called that. I don't know. Did I call it with y'all? Yeah, we yeah. You yeah. you said this on. Uh, I, was, I was praising that. I said that's gonna be the R and B album of the year at the Grammys. And boy, was I right. Sh- that, it, he didn't have tough tough competition either, uh, but. It was it, it was a great piece of work. I feel like even if it was a, I mean, who who else would you put in that category that it would have been a tougher year for him to win it, artist wise? Yeah. Well, who are the R and B guys? Miguel's. See, but Miguel rides that line. Bruno. No, Bruno's not. 
He rides that line too. He could do it if you want. Yeah, to but do they're it. gonna put him in the pop category. They're not gonna put him in R and B category. Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean. Yeah, this is a hot take. I, I'm not the big. I'm not, I don't think Frank Ocean's all that. I think he's all that as a talent. He just doesn't put out enough music for me to really be considered like. I mean, and I'm not. I didn't really listen to Blonde like that. I know. Me neither. I listened to. Yeah, I. I don't know. Like I like. I like. You don't like what I just said. I like I like him as a talent. I think he's very talented, but he just he just goes dark for so long, and then yeah, I don't think he's all. Bad. I don't know. I think he's good, but yeah, I don't no. think he's. I kind of I don't I don't completely agree with you, but I I do kind of agree with you. I agree with you. I get what you're saying. I do think the talent. Well, you put there, some perspective. You put some uh, context behind it. He's a great talent, but he doesn't put out enough yeah. music. And that's well, probably, fucking that J. Cole finally, he won his first Grammy, with too. 21 Savage, of all people. Yeah. And this is 21 Savage's first Grammy. And, yeah, J. Cole was on that record. They won it together. Cool to see. A lot is a good song. Um, Cole definitely kills that verse. Yeah. So, yeah, I was excited to see that happen. Did the baby take home any Grammys? No, I don't even know if he was nominated. He was. He was. Oh, yeah, he's for not sure. For sure, yeah. No, nah, I don't think he did. Oh, I'm surprised he didn't win any. Um... And who and Tyler the Creator won his first Grammy. Turn up. Mm-hmm. He should have won it last year, or not last year, but with uh, was it last year with with Flower Boy? Two, years, two ago. years ago. He should have won it with Flower Boy, but you know you take what you can. You take the W's where you can take well, them. He lost to Kendrick, and if he didn't lose to Kendrick, he was gonna lose to Jay. He lost to Kendrick for Damn. If Damn didn't win, yeah. win four 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 was gonna win. Four 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 probably should have won. I feel I like it should have won. Yeah, we're you're kind of from a biased standpoint, though. Uh, probably, <laughs> but I also feel like for him to make as honest of an album that he for made, sure, yeah, and for Jay Z to be the type of artist that he is, I feel like he definitely should have won an award. Yeah, for I get what you're saying because Jay Z is never that, and I'm probably a little biased saying that Flower Boy should have won that year too because. But that is such a great fucking album, oh, and I can, I will say this every time we talk about it on this podcast. I will say it every time that shit is fucking seamless. It is a masterpiece of an album. It really is. It's a great album. Every and you even told me too. Every time I play and I play it out loud, like it you, makes me you, realize you, I'm like, damn, you get more time, appreciation I'm for like, it. Damn, every this time album is really fucking. It really good. is. And for me, like even now, like I haven't. It's been probably like a few four or five months since I've like sat down and listened to it and it was in rotation like that but like every time I listen to it like go through it the whole way like I always find something new I always hear something different I'm just like oh shit like I can't believe I didn't pick that out like right. the last 50 times I heard this shit or whatever right. so it's like that's a new it, bell honestly that that, but that's why time. that's why I like Tyler Creator so much because he I mean he's that attention to detail with his shit is was not too many artists that, that care are about doing, the, yeah. that, that care about the craft like he cares about the craft and he's a music head. If you watch interviews mm-hmm. with with Tyler, he knows everything about everything, all types of. It's it's too much to get into. Like he, yeah. he knows a lot. Well, really, what really showed me that was the Cherry Bomb documentary, right? Yeah, that Cherry he, Bomb yeah, was, was cool. He started bringing people in, and which on his, on his performance, Alicia Keys kind of stole that thunder a little bit. But he had Boyz II Men and Charlie. Or, well, Uncle Charlie already knew he's going to be there, but Boyz II Men in his performance too. I like how he flipped that too. And if you know a little background on the song "Earthquake," he wrote that song with the intentions of another singer singing mm-hmm. it. Justin Bieber didn't want it. Rihanna didn't want it. So he did the record himself. But it was always of the intention for somebody else to sing it. So it was cool to see him have Boys to Men up there and Charlie, yeah. Uncle Charlie sing it. And then he, and he that came just in. shows, too, that his pen, too, is, is up in, there, too. He came in with his rap shit and killed it. That he can write. Right, yeah. He, 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 he writes really write hits, too. That was, I mean, uh, that song, that was. Top to bottom, though. Top to bottom, like, he just, the way he arranges oh, yeah, an album, yeah, yeah, yeah. the way he produces an album. I mean, and he made it clear on this one too that he would like, he didn't want you because I I remember leading up to Igor like the post that he was putting out like don't compare this to anything else I've put out like when you sit down like sit down and listen to it listening to this album not thinking of anything else and yeah I mean that's how you should listen to every album you really should like obviously like there's some artists that or not some artists like it's just natural you know human instinct that you're gonna just start drawing up comparisons and shit like that but if you like truly love music like that you should really just take that album that you know the project and it's its own thing and listen to it and create your own opinion off of what you're listening right 
I'm thinking about the reason I'm smirking. I'm thinking about um, his camp vlog not performance when he's like yelling at the crowd. I forget what he says specifically. He's like telling them to sing along. Basically, mm-hmm. do you remember? That? Have you seen that? Uh, maybe, but that I don't Instagram video. Off the top he's, of my head. he's he's hilarious, man. Tyler's he's a, a funny. He is. He is. He's, he's a character. Top. He does have some kind of like. Uh, I don't even know if I'm gonna go in. That's a little too political, but he did have some. He did make a statement that. Like the Academy or the Grammys, like they still put in oh, people I was in gonna talk about that. like that. I was gonna talk about that. He felt like you don't want to talk about it. I mean, yeah, we could talk about it. If you want to talk about it, yeah, let's go ahead. Uh, he basically made it seem like that Grammy was like a backhanded compliment, yeah. Like, yeah, I won a Grammy, but they always want to put the rappers in the in urban, in the or, urban, and I'm just, and like, he's pretty much saying that that's like pretty much the, the Grammys, like. Put them politically correct, or them saying the n word politically correct, or being politically correct about it, or whatever. I'm just like, man, like he felt like the he said he feels like the word urban is another way. To yeah, say that there word. you go. That's what it was. And I'm yeah. like, damn, that's such a fucking reach, though. Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like urban it, is another way to say black. I don't know about that the n word specifically, but see, it is but another way to say black or cultural. I would take that over saying black. Right, but man, I just feel like I don't know why, and this even goes back to the Kobe Bryant thing, where the lady on the on the news, um, when they first when they first came out, like she called, she said like the the L A uh, the N word, the Lakers, yeah, and it's like I get it, but like people it's started making that. it about that, and yeah. it's like this is not the time. Like with the Grammys, it's a little bit more lighthearted. You can you know you can kind of go there a little bit more, but like right. man, we just had seven the nine people lose their lives and you really want to take it there. Like what right. the fuck? Right. Like, and that's what kind of, that's cause we were talking about it that day too. I was sorry to backtrack a little bit, but like, that's what kind of like when you asked me, when you first asked me about it and when my thoughts about it were the Kobe Bryant shit. And I told you, it's like, man, like we both agree. Yeah. Like it just kind of like it for me, sometimes it just kind of shows how ugly people are like as a whole and like how like something so tragic happened. You're just going to keep on focusing on negative shit like that. Like right. get a fucking life. Right. Please, like it's well, not. I mean, she's a negative person, but negativity is out there. Period. People are going to say certain shit. So if you focus on it, you just make that the narrative. Yeah, with the title of the creator shit, it's a little bit more like you know, it's a little bit more lighthearted. It's Grammy shit like that, and I kind of felt like that was a reach, and it was. I don't necessarily agree with it, but you know, people I mean, are entitled to their opinion. Rappers have been. I mean, it's like a known thing. Rappers have rap period has been slighted at the Grammy since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that's kind of what he was expressing. Yeah, that makes sense. So I, I get that. I, I agree with him on, on what he said, but I understand where you're coming from. Like it's, it's not, let's not make that the yeah. story. You know what I'm saying? He also, uh, I can't even think of this off the top of my head, so I'm, I'm not even going to, but yeah, I mean, overall I was actually like with the Grammys as a whole, as a show, I was actually pretty satisfied. Because right. what was it last year? The Grammys fucking sucked. I was not with it. I was just like, wow, this really is not. I but I feel like they hit, like, with all the awards, though, I feel like they got it right for the most part. For the mo- like, all the awards that they showed and looking through the award list and who won, like, I feel like they got it, like, everything right for the most part. Right. So, I mean, I was pretty satisfied with it. And I was talking shit before. It was like, damn, like. Who was the album of the year? Billie Eilish? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she cleaned house, bro. She fucking damn. took the Grammys and. <laughs> Bullied him and took she's all only day. seventeen. Yeah, it's she, amazing. Oh, she's eighteen now. Same it's amazing. Thing. Seventeen when she made the album. Yeah, <clears throat> that's great. Well, her brother's the producer, right? Phineas. Phineas and Feb. Oh, is that his real name? Phineas. Phineas? I didn't know that was. But like they him. were like, they were like, they were raised yeah, to they, be there. Yeah, I, their I parents heard that. were like huge in music. Yeah, and they, that's what they. I think they were homeschooled and taught nothing but music, basically. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, they were taught literature and all that type of shit, <laughs> but you know, they now had to talk. Yeah, <laughs> music was definitely the focus, though. Damn, that they were groomed great. to be yeah. what they became. And sure enough, shit. shit so you think about like, yeah, Billie Eilish is young, but by the time she started making records at fifteen, sixteen, she had yeah, ten was, years yeah, of, that shit of was nothing to her of of uh, teachings or knowledge. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. just what she was gonna be. Yeah. And mark my words, she's pretty now. Billie Eilish is a very pretty young lady now. But when she like really grows into her womanhood next two, three years, she's going to be. She's going to be a killer. She's going to be a killer. She's going to be a killer. Pretty eyes. She's got a very pretty face. Nice lips. But do you think she transitions? Because now she, I mean, she's said it openly that she wears the baggy clothes to like hide her body. Do you ever think she transitions to wearing more revealing shit? Yes. 
I think her confidence grows as a person and as an artist, and I think she becomes that. Is it a confidence even, thing? She seems like she's a, confident as fuck now, though. Like, I don't know if it's a confidence thing. Is It's well, more of a statement and, like, trying to, like... Well, what did you just say? You said she wears baggy clothes to hide... Yeah, but because it's a lot of... It, in music, it's a lot of... I mean, really, so in life, but it's a saying, lot of, like, sexualization and shit so like she's that. she's doing that to take away from that. Yeah. Not because and she's And to not add to her, it. like... It, I feel like to me it adds more to like what she's doing as an artist because I feel so like you a lot focus of, on the craft exactly a lot of look. a lot of, and Lizzo out of all people is a prime example fucking uh, I mean if you look at any fucking uh, female artist they get to a point where they start sexualizing themselves too much I feel right and it's like you know go ahead like I'm I'm not saying anything like do what you got to do but like at some point it seems like it's more about you know look at my body look at my ass look at my tits i'm I'm fucking you know throwing my open my legs around and shit like that and it becomes less about the music i think she rebrands herself like every artist does oh, well, she'll come yeah. with a different look and it'll be a whole different ball game and then she might go back to i what agree she's with doing that now. but will it be as revealing as as we've seen before as like from past artists from well hopefully it's in good taste but i think it'll be some a little bit more raunchiness a little bit more sexiness to her game as she grows as an artist yeah you know what i'm saying life experiences might make her like that if she gets in relationships you know we, you we know, never know you what know will happen. you pointed out to that's actually very pretty her Ooh, that's my girl. I didn't know. Her I did not. Gorgeous. Yeah, I did not realize that She's until gorgeous. like I, I i just never really seen her like that like i'd never like seen her like like pictures and shit like that because right. on her on her albums it's it's, it's not f- her exactly and what are you forced <laughs> to focus on her fucking music, the music. her music the music is she has great. a beautiful voice too and uh, nobody Very really singing. i mean people have uh, in the last couple years have grown to really know who she is but at the same time you don't know who she is she, she has just that know aura. the music she and has it's like aura. damn who is this yeah she has her. that aura her that's who that is her h-e-r <laughs> if you don't know about her you're missing out definitely go check her out mm-hmm. she's got some some great music she's a great writer She's only 21. Is she? I'm 21 now. Oh, uh, yeah. She's only 21. Yeah, she is really and She good. popped at maybe 19. But she wasn't was signed she, was, at 15. But wasn't, but, I was about to say, wasn't she a, like yeah, Prince's yeah. protege or something like yeah, that? Yeah, she was signed early. She was signed real early. Incredible yeah. writer. Incredible yeah. writer. Sometimes I don't understand how... I do and I don't. I don't understand how she can write some of the songs that she writes at such a young age. Cause you have to go through some some experiences might, for that, she, but maybe, I mean, she probably has that. Or I'm sure she writes, but I'm sure like they have like writing sessions where she's right, sitting right, with right. people and she'll take like things from people and shit like that. Right. So I'm sure that like and the thing is, is that I hate saying this because people are like, oh ghostwriter shit like that, bloody blah, blah. Other people are writing. Most people write in concert. Exactly. It's like you fucking your write greatest with, rappers write in concert. Even Jay Z. If, I mean, he's not sitting there writing lines down with people, but he's sitting there having conversations with people. Taking notes and shit and, and fucking... And, yeah, yeah and, that's what, that's what and that is. And building a verse, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, I fucking... Inspiration has to be drawn from somewhere. Honestly. And, and a lot of times other people is where it comes exa- from. I was about to say that. A lot of times it's, it's taken from outside. Right. And, it's, and it's great when you can take it from within, but it's not always there. Sometimes you got to see shit and fucking experience things from, you know, seeing something... That's not you can't take from you know something internally or something that you're just feeling like you got to see something from the outside to really feel well, inspired about, and shit. Yeah, well, think about your artists that like are great writers for other people. They have to put themselves in, in other shoes, people's shoes and sure. write from that perspective. So sometimes artists have to do that naturally just to put together the record. And that's what we we're having this debate the other night though. But that's why you like J Cole a lot because he's a storyteller like that. He can put himself in other people's shoes and right. write from other people's perspective. And right. someone that we were talking to was kind of knocking him for that a little bit. Right. He was wrong. By the way. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> it was his opinion. It was his opinion. And I understood where he was coming from. Maybe he can only do that. You know what I'm saying? But, but that was my, that's kind of my knock great. on him though. Is that I, like I said, I feel like, J. Cole has a window that his fans are going to age with him. He has a window to create, to get more fans, but I feel like that window kind of closes for him just because of the type of music that he makes. It's very heavy. You know, it's very. You're trying to say the window closes for him to get like new fans? Yeah. As far as like younger, the youth okay. and younger people, but I even feel like if he has a closes. Yeah, he, he has a big he, enough. He, yeah, he definitely developed his fan base big enough that that's going to take him for a while. But you know, as you get older, you know, shit happens. Of this starts closing. His in the birthday w- was yesterday, by the way. Happy what, thirty five, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is thirty five. Good for him. But sure. I mean, he really is impactful for a lot of people. Like for I seen sure. a girl I follow on Instagram give him a birthday shout out and like you helped me mature as a woman. Like she said some shit like that, and I was like, "Wow, 
<laughs> like some people really, yeah. you know, they take certain artists as as like real teachers, people yeah. who help them grow into better people. See, and, that's crazy. I've never been like that. Like yeah, I've, I've like I and like too. I I don't know. I'm more of a learner. I gotta I gotta experience things on my own. And obviously, like there's just certain things. I mean, for me, that you know, it's just like you know, right, wrong, this, mm-hmm. that, whatever. And then there's things that you learn from experiencing things. But I've never. I can't think off the top of my head of like me going through a certain time and like, oh man, like this artist really just, you know, motivated me to do better and be better. I'm not saying that's not a yeah, thing or I whatever, but it's just never really like for me, it's taken me, it's helped me get through times, but it's never really like, I don't think it's made me a better person per se, or like has like inspired me to fucking change certain ways about myself or things like that. You know what I'm saying? No, I understand that for me, if anything, I feel like it's helped me put things in perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, he's, he's talking about something that relates to me. If he's been through this situation, then I'm not the only one. I feel yeah. like artists do a great job of that. Sure. Great writers make you realize like if somebody of this magnitude has gone through this and mm-hmm. has climbed that hurdle, then you can do it too. It puts things in perspective for you, in my opinion. For sure. For sure. Yeah. But overall, I was happy with the Grammys. Yeah, we sat there and watched the whole thing, Pretty basically. Much. Yeah. I think you fell asleep. I went to sleep on the tail end. <laughs> it was good, it was dragging. After Honestly, the like the last like yeah, after eleven, like the last like twenty, thirty minutes, mm-hmm. I felt like it was kinda dragging a little bit too. Yeah. And Alicia doing, Keys didn't do a bad job. Alicia Keys, I still oh my God. Alicia Keys is bad. Yeah, Anybody who thinks this Cardi B is better than Alicia Keys, <laughs> go See, away. but it's a, <laughs> we can break that down. It's a different type of I mean, obviously beauty is in the beholder of the eye of the beholder. And the I eye get of the beholder, that. but Cardi's a different type of fine for people. She's fucking artificial as fuck. Nothing She's is a real about, fine though. But She's nothing like is a, real about her. Her tits aren't real. Her abs aren't real. Her ass isn't real. Her personality is though. Okay, that's and fine. that's what people love the most. And that's fucking fantastic. That's great. But like, when you buy your beauty, I feel like that's not real badness. It's not real beauty when you have to buy it. Because I mean, and me, I just don't think she's that pretty in the face either. That's just me. Apparently, I, I, I might be in the minority on that one. But I definitely feel like Alicia Keys is a more natural beauty. And she didn't have to, as far as we know, she didn't buy her body. I'm about to put you on the spot. Go ahead. If you pick which one you would date and which one you would smash. You had to pick. Alicia Keys I'm dating. On both? Would you pick Alicia Keys on both? Yeah. She's more, like, for me, like, like I said, I'm more of, like, I like natural i like like I, and again like if you need to put on some makeup that's fine but like if you're just she a nat- do that. If she doesn't even really need to do that because there was a phase there which she, she was wearing she was wearing makeup at the Grammys, but there was a phase there where she, she wasn't, wasn't wearing any she makeup but it. she was still bad like mm. she was still beautiful yeah she's I'm just like beautiful uh, what like yeah. and then some of the dresses that she was wearing at the Grammys, i'm like god damn she looked good you know, Swiss we was talk- a lucky guy we was talking about it hell yeah she looks good i'm just like how like i just don't for me and uh, again it's just me i just don't see how you take the artificial over the natural cardi something that store bought cardi seems like a fun time though i'm sure she is i'm, I'm picking sure. cardi <laughs> to smash i'm picking alicia to probably marry though yeah, but if you're dead. marrying them, you're like it's bound. You're gonna, you're gonna obviously. Yeah, but so I'm then saying, there you well, go. Like, well, what I'm breaking down is which one would yeah, you just I get what you're saying. smash on some quick shit, and which one would you actually try and pursue? Yeah, but there you go on some quick shit. Like that's that's what it is. It's on some quick shit. Like that's all it is. It's it's fun for the moment, but like I'm basically trying to say that I feel like. Nah, let me not say that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm not gonna say it. Never mind. Oh man, I don't know. I just that still blows my mind. But don't, don't call us uh, assholes for. Bringing that up, this is, this is about it. women probably have these same yeah. type of conversations. Yeah. All the conversations, I don't. Feel, I don't feel, we're just it, brave enough to have them. On I, the yeah, mic. I don't feel bad. Like I, there was a point where I would feel bad, but I don't feel bad anymore. Women are just as savage as guys are. Yeah, just a, and in even some instances, they might be even more savage. I don't want to get into. <laughs> <laughs> I go off. I got ammo right now, <laughs> please. And you got ammo too. Uh, yeah, but you locked know, and loaded. So we're not gonna have that type of conversation. A different time. <laughs> I've heard. I've gotten comments on how we are, and yeah, and how they feel but like the, it's the same ones that are saying that. them that shit is the same ones that are right, fucking right, right, being savage and fucking. <laughs> it would be cool though to have a female on here. Oh, to, for to sure, get a different definitely. Hey, listen, any females that listen to this, if you're close to us in this in the area that we live in. Or if fuck, if you even want to travel over here, who I don't fucking know. Do you we'll think it should be somebody up? we know or somebody we don't know? I feel like it'd be more interesting if it was somebody that we don't know. 
obviously build a rapport first. Yeah, yeah I guess it just depends on the person. It really just, I mean, it just depends on like personality and how it mixes. Because if we, if we, like, obviously we want to get it, like, we have to get somebody that understands like it can, it can opinions be. and someone who's like knows that it's a friendly back and forth and not somebody's gonna get butt hurt over. It can't be anybody we've had dealings with because emotions will. Oh, get of course involved. not. That Hell would be <laughs> that would be a great podcast for everybody. But it would for be us, great. It would, it would be, be bad though. It would emotions be bad would, for us. Would, yeah, would, would, would be tied. No, but that. definitely any any ladies that are listening to this, if if you interested if you live close and you want to link up and you want to get something going we would definitely love to have a, a woman's perspective on here because yeah, I, I mean I some of y'all want to challenge us for real but like i'm saying just be prepared because i don't if you do listen you know that we do come at each other and it's not from it's not in a negative way but when we feel a way about something we're ready to express how we feel about it and you better be ready to back your shit up right that's all i'm saying <laughs> yeah you know we're respectful. We're For respectful sure. at all times. I give so, respect you know, to everybody. Everything is in good so, taste. And like Eric said, it's just conversation, exactly. having fun. You know, of course, it might get a little hype, but that's just passion. For for real, that's and all if it is. if you feel that strongly about it, then you know we we invite that. So right, right, yeah. Passion is always something that we want on this show. So yeah, for show. Any 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 last things you want to get out there? Anything you want to talk about? Anything you've had on your mind? Anything you want to say? Doesn't matter. Oh, I've had a lot on my mind. Um, I feel like this was a a good episode to put things in per, in perspective as far as what we talked about in the beginning, and you know that transferring into life and making you realize that not everything is as bad as you make it out to be. For sure, you know what I'm saying and. Definitely, like you said, make sure you're connecting with the people you love and you letting them know that you appreciate them and, you know, you're showing them that 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 real love because you don't know how much time that you have with somebody. For sure. You know what I'm saying? For Life's sure. a delicate thing and it can be here today and it can be gone tomorrow. Communication is the best tool we have that we use the least amount. Honestly. And we, most, of, most problems happen because of miscommunication. Exactly. The greatest tool that we have that gets, that gets used the least is communication. And that, I mean, if you, if you, from this past week, and I know like, I don't, for me, it's kind of like a lot of things have been not, not, not anything terrible, but I've been, I mean, I'm kind of already an introspective kind of guy. So I do a lot of, you know, soul searching within, you know, things like that. But like, just the things, how everything has played out this week from, you know, the passing of Kobe from, you know, the, all the people that are on that, on that helicopter crash and all that. And just, it's put a lot of things in perspective and, you know, just, you know, like you said, how fragile things can be. Right. It's just, you know, just, just talk. It's not that hard. We all do it anyways. Everybody wants to talk all the time until it's time to talk about shit that is hard to talk about. Right. Go ahead. It's it's going to eat you up more if you keep it in than if you let it out. And right. just tell the person, tell the people, whoever it is, what you feel about something. Because I feel like a lot of times we play it up in our head that it's, oh, fuck. Well, we just play it up that everything that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be the worst case scenario. Yeah. When in reality, it's like, oh, fuck. Like, really? Like, we just, it really wasn't that bad. Like, you know, I just thought this. You thought that. Boom, bow, bang. We figure shit out. We're good to go again. Right. And a lot of it is just self-inflicted shit that people don't, I don't know, address. I don't know, honestly don't want to deal with or scared to deal with. Like I said, build it up in their head to something that it's not or whatever. And it's just like, man, like, just fucking say some words real quick. We all want to fucking talk. We all can talk. Like, just we're grown ups. Well, that's like, that's that's all it is. Like, take the lessons that you learn in fucking kindergarten and first grade that, you know, treat people how you want to be treated, you know respect others you know voice your opinion about things this that whatever take those lessons that you learn in fucking kindergarten and take it with you and as you get older apply it and you're you're able to get a better understanding of things right and it's crazy to me how like the older you get the more childish people get Mm -hmm. more like i'm just gonna take my ball and go home type shit right and it's just like well uh what does that solve well, life not a damn thing. <laughs> I'm it not creates saying, more problems. Right. I'm not saying this is an excuse, but life, life clouds your judgment. For Stress sure. clouds your judgment. People Str- get feel jaded from shit and exactly. feel like oh, I've been fucking slided to exactly. the highest degree, and I just can't fucking deal. And it's like, it's and then they really carry deep. that energy into everything else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they get the same type of results. So, yeah, like I said, I feel like it was a good episode. We had good conversation and definitely put things into perspective keep that shit going for sure 
for sure. Again, guys, thank you. This was episode 38 of the No Hangover Podcast. Uh, you can catch us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, and look out for YouTube. Um, catch our playlist on Spotify. Check the No Hangover profile, not the actual podcast page, but the actual profile on Spotify. And if you can't find it on there, if you have Apple Music, just reach out to my personal page at Eric underscore Aponte 34 on Apple Music. It'll be there for you. All the playlists will be there for you. All the music that I've been listening to recently will be there for you. So you go ahead, check that out. Um, check us out on Instagram at No Hangover Podcast. Reach out to us. If you got comments, questions, concerns, leave them there and we'll get to you as soon as possible. And yeah, I mean, just the fucking theme of this fucking podcast is fucking love, bro. Love Love and fucking don't be afraid to say what you have to say because you don't know, you know, if that's going to be the last chance you have to say something. So on that note, be safe, people. Cherish every moment and uh, stay classy. Yes, sir. Peace.